Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Welcome to the world of my visions. We have something called Rhythm of Love. We can't touch it. We can feel it. Get ready for an unforgettable experience. Are you ready? It wasn't over. We need to have a little poetry, some conversation, and music. I feel like it's still early. Uh, hold up, hold up. What are you saying, Desire? Because I heard like keep hearing you start to say something. Um, because I I just learned about this like ten seconds ago. Okay. I know I was gonna do it until like maybe a minute ago. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. And Adults, we can kind of sort of do that. 
have a right. male and female slumber party where you just sit there and, and, and smoke, drink, and relax and chill and talk. That would right. be, that'd be just nice. You know, you know, run some well, shit past y'all. I did this once. I did this once. But it wasn't, there was no poetry involved. But yeah, this is awesome. He was like, you tired? I'm like, oh. He was like, I was thinking slumber party. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, I'm live. What do you mean you're live? I just, what? <laughs> oh, so he hit you with that too. He got you on that one too? Oh, okay. Well, you know, we just have to roll with it. We just, we just, we just flowing with it. I don't even think you put a flyer up. Does anybody know about this between besides the three of us? They're about to find out that right now. I just had to get my get my coffee. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's that's why? There are so many people probably looking for something to do right now. Or they're yeah, working on something and trying to gotta put some voice to it. Like, man, it's still early though. You know, it is. It's only 12 o'clock. Only, you know, I think senior citizens, like, we're so we're slowly, gradually turning into. Stop going Girl, there early, early. Man, 12 o'clock used to be nothing. 12 o'clock when the shit started jumping. 12 o'clock now is like, okay, it's getting a little late. I've already played, I paid for my cremation in advance. I said, when I die, I don't care if y'all sprinkle my ashes in a blunt and smoke me. I'm telling you. <laughs> The party will not stop just because I'm dead. Real talk. I'm talking about, like, don't go to the cemetery because I'm not going to be at the grave. I'm going to be cremated. So, y'all, for real, take my urn and sit it out there and smoke a blunt. And in rotation, when you puff, puff, and pass, be like, look, here, G, there you go. There you go, my shotgun to urn, for real. Throw some smoke in my direction. I swear from the afterlife, I'm going to still be high. Y'all do my not forget age. about the girl. What's that movie, <laughs> How High, when they, they, yes. they smoke their gas and I'm going to be high in the grave. Yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. We, I don't want, don't, don't spend don't, no money on no casket. Don't even spend that money on no box. Just look. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm gone. Somebody going to graduate college smoking me. Thank you. I'm Somebody get a little smarter. Just by a little bit. Just I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If I graduate with a, your ass gonna graduate with a four point I'm telling right. you. It's, you know what? It's it don't good. even matter. Just don't spend a whole bunch of money on a casket because I ain't gonna. I don't, don't, I don't want nothing like that. You know how I came up with this whole theory about cremation? This is why my stepfather got cremated. This is why my mom prepaid for her cremation. My whole family decided to get on board with me. I worked at a funeral home in Oklahoma City, and I saw the baby switch. I saw a family pay for a $70,000 funeral. They buried the man in a pine box. You I put this on my mother and my grandchildren. They switched him out of the $50,000 casket that he paid, the family paid for. The $20,000 purse is the the transportation from the the limousine to pick up the, you know, the immediate family and then the hearse and then the flowers that they, that the funeral home, the funeral home provides some, some flowers, but those, they're not free. You pay for those. Okay. You wow. pay for, you pay for the embalming. You pay for the makeup. You pay for them to dress 
the deceased. You all of that is paid for. So part of the package, the initial package is twenty four thousand dollars flat. Okay, Dang. so the average funerals will cost you thirty grand out the gate. So this family paid all this money for their family member to be buried in a pine box. And I saw my own eyes. Didn't see it. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell the story, but I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, Jesus." Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was a blue pearl casket that the family picked out, and it was in the front room, and it's still there. They were like, "That was for display." I said, "Okay, so is he going to be buried in one that y'all have ordered?" And they were like, "Well, no, it's going to come eventually, but in the interim, he's going to be buried in this pine box." Oh, you good. Hold on. Y'all covered him with dirt and you ordered the headstone. So when the headstone comes, they come to the gravesite. They think he's in the ground in the casket that they paid for, and he's not. So y'all not going to get the body, take it out of the pine box, and put it in the real casket in a couple of months. You're not. I was working there when the time went by. So I knew for a they didn't do that. And I said, note to self, get cremated. And I told all of my loved ones, the same thing. It's a bait and switch. This is a money game. I'm sorry. Get fucking cremated and pay for that shit in advance. Get life insurance the minimum. Because real talk, we all born and we all going to fucking die. You're not going to live forever. It's not going to happen. Somebody going to be responsible for when you die. If you go to a potter's grave, they're going to put you in a pine box. In a burlap sack and in a pine box, ain't nobody going to worry about what you look like when you died. Ain't nobody worrying about your final resting place. Ain't nobody worrying about your head. It's going to be a cross. You lucky if the date you were born and the date you died is on it and your initials because you don't matter because you broke as fuck. So get cremated. You can pick your own urn out. Don't get the ones the funeral home is trying to sell you. Go to Hobby Lobby or some craft <laughs> store. Girl, Because one day you're going to be dead and somebody else wants to take care of this shit. Go to a hobby store. Pick out a very yeah. nice, a very nice vase with a lid and get you some crazy glue. I'm not playing. I put this on life and glue the top on it. And it, this is how you're going to come. You're going to come in a plastic bag inside of a cardboard box. And there will be chips of bone inside. This is the thing that you ain't going to be ready for, Jesus. So somebody with a strong constitution is going to have to put your remains in that urn or whatever. Okay. You know, real talk. Because when my, when my dad was dead, and I, had to put, I had to pour him from that bag out that box into that vase that we had picked out from the craft store. And then uh-huh. blew the top off. I cried the whole time because, you know, I ran into some chips of bone. But my thought was this. I knew that he was dead. And that okay. his body, that, you know what I'm saying, that his soul had left and that that, that this was just the, the, the dust. You understand what I'm saying? But the sad yeah. part about it was this. I'm not going to waste my money on $70,000 and they're going to put that man in a pine box. Question. After you get an urn <laughs> for the ashes, what do you do with them? Are you supposed to keep them in your house? They in the living room. On, on, they, they're on a shelf in the living room. I mean, that's my question. Like, why? I don't um, want to know. Sometimes, sometimes we talk to it, and, and we'd be like, oh. hey, hey, this Papa. You know, it's like, he, it's like he's still here, but not really. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, not in a creepy, you know, ghost yeah. kind of way. 
Like, you know, and I can still feel your presence. Bitch, if I can still feel your presence, I got to move. But in real life, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just the fact that, you know, somebody somebody keeps the ashes. Like, my grandfather passed away. We got him cremated. My uncle Jesse kept the ashes because he was Jesse Jr. My my stepfather passed away. My mama kept the ashes because that was her husband. My mama passes away. I'm going to put her urn next to his. You know what I'm saying? But that's I mean, but real, I don't give a fuck what they do with me. They can put me in Lake Michigan. But I'm gone. I'll be, I'll be dead. You understand? Right. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm like, I just want you to have a good time. I just want, Welcome I want the like party to continue. Celebrate I'm me. Dead. Don't, don't sit in line. Don't. Mm, don't waste that money on me. What I saw was that. and turn it into jewelry. Now, if you want to turn me into a necklace or some no, earrings no. or a bracelet, what's on you? I don't uh, care. I'm dead. Nope. I'm no, dead. I just feel like it's morbid and gross. And <laughs> in real life, you sprinkle me. Sprinkle me, baby. Use me in the garden. It's hey. actually good. Hey, Randy. What? I mean, I'm sorry. King Katie. Kid Katie. Yeah, I wish yeah. y'all do me like like LeBron do when he does that little hand flap shit. Just go out in style. I'm gonna sprinkle on everybody's hand and come through the door. Sprinkle, I would sprinkle, do that. sprinkle, sprinkle, and we and then come out and clap your hands like we're the Olympics. Ah, don't tell me if nobody was yeah. nothing. Let me be nope. free like I am up in ain't heaven new. Or wherever my resting place may end, let me be. Don't put well, me. I put, I'm not even gonna put my mother on the panel. No, baby. Right. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, for me, but I my- prefer to put me in a potting soil. Yeah. <laughs> let me be able to continue I'm, I'm, to grow. Yeah, and I'm for your wild strawberries and tomatoes. I would like to be planted in the garden. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, plant me in the garden. It's good fertilizer. It does a lot of protein in the human bone. So, plant me in the garden. I mean, King Kate, I'm not joking. I want to be a joint. I'm, I'm just for real. I'm just, just putting you, in a You plant. want to be a joint? I want to be a blunt. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Like, just put me in the whatever, whatever, whatever grows, pass me out and, we, and, and blow me up. Just light me yep. up and let me go. I just want to be. I just want everybody to be happy. I want it to be a celebration. I don't want nobody sitting there mourning over me, talking about what I could have, should have. If you, if you really love me and care for me, you would say it today while I'm breathing. Other than that, no, I don't want nobody up there talking about what she was and ain't talked to me since what we were thirteen or some shit. Right. No. I'm, I'm, my, I'm not would be like, like stop. What's, what's the word? Um, the Apollo. Don't get up there with no bullshit, because I'm going to have the same man yank your ass off. That's going to be part of my will. Right. Because if I ain't talked to you in the last 10 years, don't get up there talking no shit. Mm-mm. I remember I don't, know, you know, I don't even know you at this point. 10 years ago, I'm a whole other person from 10 years ago. Real talk. Uh, we change from year to year. We change every day. We you matter every day. I think I'm a different person than I was this morning. No, you know what I mean. You learn your death and Yes. Um, hello. Hold on one second. We're about to be joined. Um, I believe this may be Mr. Van Meadows. Okay. Hello. Hey, what's going on, family? Hi. Yeah, we, 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 
We up talking <laughs> and chilling, man. So I didn't invite it's you. the after party. Ain't what nothing else? wrong with after parties. After parties are great. <laughs> Sometimes they better than after parties. For real. Oh, yeah. After the party. There's got to be an after party. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you comment on a conversation of, I guess, cremation and what you want people to do at the funeral. What to do with your remains after what you, you have passed remains? away? You know, that's interesting. Really? Because my daddy, my daddy, my daddy, got to love my daddy. My daddy has told us, don't spend no money on no funeral. Doug, I love your daddy already. Already. <laughs> Throw me in the ocean and let me be with my fish. He, he, he knows. Love it. You know what I'm talking about. My husband told me he wanted a Viking funeral. I said, what you mean a Viking funeral? He said, take my body and put me in the backyard and set me on. <laughs> I was like, I want really that. dog. <laughs> That's a real thing. No, oh. real thing. No, I'm just they do smoke that. me. Dude. Smoke me, me too. Roll like Roll me. Smoke me. Roll. Roll. Yes. Like I said I'm gonna be poured in some potting soil. Make me a make me a a, a weed plant and whatever. I want to sprinkle me on the wild strawberries in the yard. Mm. I want my family to have a last, like, damn, she, ooh, baby, she had THC for days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think I would want them to be, like, I would want them to have their, you know, certainly their own, but if they wanted to cremate me, cremate me, I don't, I really don't care. I really don't care. Because you know, this is what everybody needs to understand, you're dead, you won't even know. Right, I won't even know. You won't know what they did. Right. They sure, they sure, they sure, okay. Take that insurance money and have fun. Yes. Yes. Nobody says kick you with my insurance money. Right. All I want to do is, like, be make sure. This is not no rule trick. Make sure. Be sure. I'm sure that I'm dead. Okay? There's no possibility of me waking up in the oven somewhere. So make sure, without a doubt, there's no possibility that I can wake up or be roasting. That's my. That's most people feel like. Oh my God, you gonna set me on fire? You you did. You don't feel nothing. <laughs> really? Why why are you worried about it? Sure. Absolutely. Roast me. Put a couple of marshmallows in my mouth. I don't give a shit. I love it. Party on. Dude. I want. I want my family to party. No cry for me. That's party. Party. Absolutely. Have a good time. Have fun. Yes. Yes. Life I'm telling you, it's going to be 1999. I don't, want, I don't want no sad songs. No. Nope. I, I, I don't want nobody wearing black. No. Nope. It's a party. But hold up, guys. Have y'all seen the new the new way they posing people in the panels? Like, like they sitting at a card table or... I don't like that. That's creepy. That's creepy. It's, That's it's creepy. creepy. It's creepy. That's scary. Wasn't it? You know, wow. Yeah. I was, I saw that. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm real for But each his own, right? If that's what they, yeah. that's what their wishes are, then do it. But I don't think I want to know. No. I can't attend. No, I can't attend those kind of <laughs> I've seen a couple of scenes where one guy was sitting at the table, 
one lady was like she was on the set on on the telephone, and one man was on like a a, a motorcycle. Yeah, I saw the one yes. on the motorcycle. Yes. I've seen, I've seen I all, all the above. Oh, being said, this is a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. What did I just see? Mm, yeah, no. Right, right. I'm None like, of that. And, and now they, I'm they're like, going too far. They're going too far. You see what they got, like the step team or something? I'm going to call it a step team. They're carrying a casket and they got this little performance they're doing and, like, they they doing tricks with the cast. I mean, oh, that's all I can say. It's what it's serious. It's oh, like, it's, like, it's like they're, they're doing, doing and from fat houses. They, they're, they, 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 they're the line. You know, the line dancers. They're doing their um, like the pledges. They're carrying the casket. Yeah. Oh, and no. like I don't know. <laughs> this is a little. This is like I don't know. They're not it's doing any kind of you know, it kind of seems like we've lost the the whole the whole respect for the dead. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And I don't want to say it in a disrespectful way because maybe they think that that's appropriate. I just don't. But <laughs> give me this: what is the common denominator of the of all the videos that we see? What do we what what ethnic do you see doing it? Black dead oh, people. It's us. It's us. <laughs> and Black I'm just talking people. about well, that was what my show was originally about. Was come as you are because I uh, somebody sent me a picture oh, of this yeah. lady with I mean like the dress left nothing to the imagination. I can actually see the the print of the side of her. You under, that's how tight her dress was. And you see a girl who's you know goodies on display during. I mean, wow. the is a man if if anything. First and foremost, with flesh and blood. Right. Right. And so you come down and thank God for you, and you expect him to hold on to the Holy Spirit, but his flesh is like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, right. so if I ask you, young lady, but hold up, this is the two-sided thing. If, if I ask you to put on a robe, you know, here's a little something to be more presentable in the house of God, here you go, and you feel offended, then why are you there really? Are you there to attract attention, to be a distraction? Or are you actually to, to learn about God's word? Now, the second uh-huh. part of this is, the other part of this is, what, why are we judging so bad? Now, I mean, I understand some people come as you are, but don't stay that way. I got that. But then you got some people who are so holy and endowed, and they're so caught up on their hat, that if you don't have the biggest hat or the longest dress, the most yeah. rhinestones, something, you're not as holy as I am. I don't wear right, right. lipstick, so I'm not holy. But you're not holy because... You don't have you have lipstick on or you have earrings on your skirt's too short. What's right. the God? Right, right. Now you know. Okay, one that's of the my th- rant. That was my whole rant. No, for that's, no, that's that's a good rant. That's a good rant. One of the things that we that we seem to forget is we 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 take certain scriptures out of context. Yes. And the whole idea of you, when you come, come as you are. are, yes, come as you are, but it's up to the to the to the female elders, the 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 female the male elders to to take that person under their wing and guide them and teach them. And now in today's church, you know, younger mm-hmm. people are like, I don't need you to tell me what to do. I don't need you to tell me how to dress. And right. older people are just like, well, we just going to be silent. Let them let them come. Because we need are. them to come to church. See, we need our numbers to be up. Right, you know I mean? right, right. 
I don't give a right. this business. And you and um, excuse me, everybody. I'm sorry, everyone, everyone. Yes, We're sir. twenty minutes in, twenty minutes into this conversation, so I'm gonna have to put all of you on the wheel of poetry, and somebody's gonna have to spit, and we won't know until the one finishes. So it could be anybody. Okay. Oh, you messing with um, you messing with a real one here. Hold on, let me get it popping, and here we go. <laughs> Okay, we are going to be starting with desire this evening. Oh, we want something. We want something good. Wow. Okay, well, let me look at my little my little project. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. I have a new one. Okay. And let me see it. So look, this is my first time saying this one. So bear with me, okay? It says, don't forget, in the center of Trump's nonsense, there's a greater problem. I hear paperwork and arguments overseas, but no one, but no acknowledgement about the children. Being, uh, between being killed or being stolen, the focus has been broken. What about the children? I see... I see work. See, I work with children. I work with babies daily, and I see hope painted on their faces. As when new, so when news play, the vision of innocence is taken away. It hurts in a special way. But what about the children? Torn from their parents in every news clip, but nothing changes. Classic cases of what money and power can get away with. Put into cages like dogs, lost unaccounted for, mistreated, media being misled, being misleading, news breathing, life into the right story for the wrong reason. But what about the children? Who's keeping track? Who will get that? Who will get them back? How can we tell? How can we just go to the next story? Is there, is there truly any answers for that? Who will be held accountable? Outrage. Start with you. So what you going to do? What about the children? In peace. Hello. Nice. Hello. Nice. Oh yeah, that's lovely. I enjoyed that desire. You go, girl. Yes, desire, absolutely. I worry about them babies. <laughs> Somebody yeah, as you, as you, you know. As you spit it, you just you're gonna get more and more comfortable with it. And like I said, that's what it's about, just being able to consistently just build and keep working and keep working. My question um, is, like, can you get, like, I feel like when, I, when I'm when i reading my pieces, the parts that make me angry, like, you know, like, really? Like, what about these children? Like, really, let's, let's stop dropping the ball and get our shit right. I get angry, and I'm like, okay. I've heard people sing, and I heard people you know, not nearly scream, but is that okay? Like, you get so caught up in your moment that you like, ooh, y'all can understand. If y'all see these children every day and, and oh, anyway. So can you be too emotional? Can you ever, Have you ever been caught in an emotion that you just couldn't kind of shake? Anybody? Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. Well, that's every day of my life. 
that's that's the way I live. Yes, ma'am. Every day. That's that's why my pieces be so. You can feel each piece, because when I'm in that feeling, certain feelings, sometimes it's hard to shake and 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 hurt and heartbreak and pain is. That's what I experience every day. So, you know, I went. I'm sorry, King Katie. <laughs> By now, everybody know I'm Randy. That's my um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one one second. Hold on. Wait, wait. Wait a minute, Desire. Let me open up another um another mic here. We have uh, Dark Voice. Dark Voice. I'm sorry, I can't say that right. Sylvia Blaylock. <laughs> also joining in with us tonight. Hey, Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Hey. Welcome to Dark Desire's after party show. Get comfortable. I, I'm sure all y'all come with it. I, 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 if y'all can tell, I am stressed out in my bed. Yeah, you know Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Uh, you know, the girl will sleep over. Dr. Zucker yeah. decided to keep it off. <laughs> you know what? I just had a tall gla- drink of water. I'm about to have some vodka with my cough drops. Because I have a cold, and it's 103 Ooh. degrees here. This is just madness. Oh. Oh. It's hot as hell, and and everybody in my office has a cold. But I did want to respond to what you said about your piece. I loved your piece. I loved the energy that you put behind it. And I really want to tell you that um, if you don't put the emotion that you're feeling into the piece that you're reading, then you're reading. You're not really performing it. And okay. the point of you are a poet. I've heard you on different shows. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you – a piece like this about a subject like that, we don't have the luxury of taking how we feel out of it. We really don't, especially as writers, because other people are going to hear you. They're going to read it and get their own feelings, but they're going to hear you, and they're going to hear what you mean when you struggle. There are pieces I can't read them without crying, and I wrote them. And every single time I read it, I cry because Mm -hmm. I'm still angry. The night of the election, I was actually on another network uh, when he won, and it was one of those no-cussing shows, and I went smooth (laughs) off. Every curse word in my, I I couldn't help myself, and it was me and Paul Sampson and some other people on somebody else's show that that was no cursing, and I went off, and and he said, "Sister, wait," and that I went, "Oh, oh, Lord!" Ugh. I forgot who I was. Like, all I could do is say, "I'm so sorry," I, I'm so sorry, and Paul Sampson was like. Well, since she said it, (laughs) (laughs) they were all thinking it, but everybody trying not to cuss. And I just like, oh, man, my head just went around on my neck that day. If you're feeling it, then that's how it's supposed to be read. Okay. Thank you. Gina Storm. (laughs) You better quit disappearing, you. Oh, I I wasn't lost. Let me come to you. I have an entitled child whose oh, children I've been raising for over a year. And I told yeah. my mom, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And guess what? She's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. We can't take care of us. I thought I'm supposed to take care of you. And we're being put out. 
I'm sorry that I had to say fuck you to my grandchildren to make a point to my daughter, but I'm, that's where I'm at. When my grandmother got moved from the CU to hospice two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and people say that she's too evil to die, I'm calling bullshit, but it might be real because she's holding on. But I call you know something? Hmm. <laughs> that's not what? entirely untrue. There are people that are just oh, so really? evil. Oh, oh, Kelsey, you know. They don't want to hang. I love her with the fiber of my being, but I think she's holding out for me because I am the only person that she wanted to see. And she has no real talking. It's it's, it's up to be me and my family because I have 57 first cousins who live in the city that I live in. And and there's there's 57 of us in town, but there are 63 of us in total. And each mm-hmm. one of them be me. And I wouldn't wouldn't wish this position on a stranger because mm-hmm. it's hard to be me in, in a family that's large as ours is and be singled out. Because I didn't ask well, for this. It was well, given to me. Well, baby, then I'll just say this. Oh. I am so sorry that you are, wait a minute. No, I'm not really sorry because you are the most responsible. Uh, You see, I took it back. I was going to say I'm sorry this happened to you. No, not really. You are so strong, and you are probably the only one that actually is capable of doing this, even though it is such a drain on you. I truly don't believe that it's forever. Yes, I'm going to kill me. I'll be all right. Your natural desire to take care of people is being utilized in the most productive and humane way possible, and yes. that your rewards, people say your rewards will come in heaven. I don't entirely espouse that as much as I believe that in your earthly life, things are going to turn around for you because you've, you're remembering to come on this mic and say, hey, Gina is alive, me, I'm here, and every time you do it. And I'm like, that's right. She's proclaiming that she did not disappear into a nurse yeah. outfit. So good for you. I'm struggling. I struggle every day. It's like it's, it's too much. It's too much. I have two mothers, the one who gave birth to me and the one who loved me because she had no daughter. And she came by today and brought me wine. And my mom was like, did you bring the one that you like or the nasty wine? I said, she brought the good wine. And she was like, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, but see, the weed man had brought me this stuff called Gorilla Goose. And I was oh, too popular. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Ooh. I had friends when they start bringing weed that's got, like, names and, and you know, that's when you need to make sure the ground is really close to you because they come flying up on your back. Hey, now, you start getting real acquainted to the bathroom towels. Boy, Jesus, I said, I said, hey, hey, come to you. I said, I, this, there are levels to this. Like, I, I've been, you know, levels of high because he doesn't smoke, so he don't know. Like, he's like, oh, I got a he said I have half a gummy. Ooh, half a gummy. Oh, oh, nigga. Yeah. I, if it, you already don't, yeah, watch it, the videos because we ain't trying to oh, <laughs> be responsible. It. If, if, mm. if Barb Marley and, and Cheech and Chong and Willie Nelson had a child with Snoop Dogg, Ooh. Oh, my it'd be goodness. me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would be me. Whoa, that's 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 ooh, that's that's deep. <laughs> that's seriousness right there. You see, I'm like, oh goodness. 
So I'm smoking way back. And I'm not even old enough to have smoked as long as So people be like, why don't you miss smoking? It don't make sense. Like, I see 40 and in December. But I've been smoking. Okay, on my birthday, I will have been smoking for <laughs> two and years. Nigga, you was in the fifth grade smoking? No, actually, I should have been a fifth grader when I was 10, but I was a third grader. Oh, my. Right. Yeah. No. I believe I was in church at that time, but I grew up in the Haight-Ashbury, so everybody else was. (laughs) So church church didn't have nothing because God knows my heart and my lungs. So this type of put up so, that, uh, so you're smoking on Jerilla Gorilla. Look, this is still this is still the poetry show. So I'm gonna go real quick. I'm gonna call this again. So we want to I was grabbing it. I've been high as fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna call this again. Oh my, just, sorry. Look, James, she is my main thing. See, Mary knows what I need. She knows what I want, and she knows where I'm trying to be. See, there is a type of high that takes me to a place that I call high specificities. There are specificities in high that only people who smoke marijuana can understand. I have been to High Island a time or two. I have been the pilot in the plane that took me to this destination, and sometimes I was the co-pilot. If you can understand this, if not, then let me expound for you. When you're the pilot flying to High Island, you have not only broken down the weed, you have split the blunt, you have taken out the tobacco, you have filled it with said marijuana and rolled it tightly, snugly from end to end. You lit it on one end and then you passed it to your friend. When you're the co-pilot, you're the person who the blunt's being passed to and you're not responsible for aviation at that time. So you can just sit back in the co-pilot seat, relax your body and your mind. But there have been times when I have taken myself to a whole nother living, and I've gone to outer space. I like to go to Jupiter, as a matter of fact. That's my favorite place. I sometimes like to be so high that I dance around the rings of Saturn naked under a full moon, like Prince did on the soundtrack to that Batman movie. See, I didn't know what the Dark Knight was doing, actually. I had no fucks to give. I was so high when I went to the movie that night that I didn't realize that the movie that I was watching had anything to do with that man. I'm going to be honest with you, kids. I was just high as hell and had the munchies. So that puff, puff pass before I got to the theater was all I needed. I ate the popcorn down to the unpopped kernels in the bottom of the bucket and that pool of, you don't even know that it's there because you never got to that point, but there is actually some butter 
that's in the bottom of that joint. Yeah, it's just grease. Yeah, I was going to eat that too, but he stopped me. I ate all of the candy, his and mine. I drank his frozen Coke and my cherry one too. I wasn't a real good date. He didn't get the fuck, so that was probably not a good ending for him. Um, not even sorry, and I'm sure I didn't say I was sorry to him either because that was a friend date. I was real specific about that in the beginning. I'm pretty sure I said it, but he might have forgot because he was hot too. I digress. So the next mission that I'd like to go on when I was with Mary Jane because I love her, and I told y'all that in the beginning because it's true. Now, I don't love everybody that I've been high with, but I swear, when the weed is just right, oh, my God, she'll take me there. So I've been to High Island, and that was a plane ride, and I've been to outer space. But last night when I smoked this glitter glue, I went to a whole new place. I had an extra conversation with the man that I love, and what in the whole fuck? I would have loved to be on a video chat and seeing a look on his face. He said, baby, you don't even smoke weed to get high. That's your medication. Did I lose a ticket too? Because like you, you have total conversation recall. I just have it in reverse. So I played it back, and I had to listen to you. Is she trying to get to a place that she don't want to go and take me to? Mm. It was like a cadence thought. I saw it on his timeline. It was a status. He didn't have to tag me to I read it on delay like five or six hours later because I was kind of stuck. If you smoke weed, you know what I'm talking about. It's a real thing. It's like quicksand. Um, you can't actually move your brain because you're in a place that you can't move from because mentally you don't even know you're there. <laughs> You just wake up the next day and be like, hmm, what the fuck? I did and said these things? Mm, I don't remember. It's kind of like blacking out, I guess, when you're drunk. But, see, I don't drink liquors like that. I'll drink a wine glass, maybe two. But I've never actually been drunk off of wine. It's not a thing that I do. Well, I would smoke a blunt to the face until I can't feel it. I'm like... Numb from the anesthesia that you get from the dentist, or guess the doctor if you had plastic surgery, which I promise is not a thing that I'd ever do. Well, Mary Jane, God bless you. I've had so many wonderful encounters with you in so many different places, from the hashish that I smoked in Greece to the bread leaves that I got when I was in Amsterdam to the huh. That's really fragrant weed in Germany when I lived in the Netherlands to, God damn, that fragrant weed that I smoked on New Year's Eve in New York when the ball was dropping. And I feel so emotional right now because Dick Clark was still alive. It had nothing to do, you know, with the new year coming in. It was just I was so freaking high. Oh. Every good memory in my life is weed-related. I'm sorry. I should be actually sorry, but I'm not because I was highly medicated. Yeah. The herbal life is for me, and Mary Jane, if I was a lesbian, she'd be my lady. Mm. I'm Gina Storm, and I'm high right now, and 
Y'all know how I get down. That's my piece. Man, I'm kind of high just listening to it. <laughs> man, I'm looking at this water, man. Yeah. Damn. Whatever. Bragging and shit. Whatever. I tried not to call. So. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me um. Let me open up, uh, let's see, we have New York and New York. I don't know if New York's going to say something, but you here? Um, who do we have with us tonight? Well, most um, say hey, peace, family. It's Ajit. Hey, Ajit. Hey, Ajit. Hey, <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Dr. Zai's slumber party, after party. I guess get high as fuck party, you know? I think we all might be smoking, because I know I am. I just got this new dabbing rig. Baby, I am waxing it out. Well, hold on. We got one more one more New York. We have everybody here together. Thank all you right. all for joining us. What is and this one? Hi, I ain't got the giggle. Ain't this some shit? Man. Uh-huh. And I'm just mad as hell about to take another cough drop. Really? Really? Oh, no. It is a hundred some degrees here, and I have a cold of all the shit. On the good news, I have no problem sweating it out because it's hot as hell. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing is I'm on the line with the Joker and someone who is just a combination of the Joker and Bob Marley because y'all just laughing and relaxing. (laughs) That's I'm not drinking wine. I'm smoking weed. I'm about to I switch said. to vodka. Uh-oh. <laughs> you gonna get a different type of giggle. Man, between the between the vodka and 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 the the weed, I, I'm just high just off the fumes and and and. and, and I know and, that's my baby. <laughs> I'm just oh, high off of oh, steps oh, in the dark, if I can say that. Yes, you may. Beat your mom, you can't stop. Let's So we got weed on board. We got vodka on board. Oh, what else oh, is on Hey, I'll be extra. If you guys have not tried cucumber, lime, mint juice, oh, my Lord. That juice Delicious. Oh, my It's a what is name this country? Langers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I Good think my husband drinks that. He gets it from the Jamaican spot. They have it, too. Yeah. Oh. He loves it. He loves it. I, I just discovered it. This is my second bottle. It is so delicious. And because it's so hot, it is perfect. And, yeah. Yes, I feel better now. Also, okay, Gina, whatever, with the bragging. Whatever, she already know. I'm like, there will be no smoking of any kind until this cough is gone. And so, whatever, Gina. It might be. I coughed up a chunk of meat yesterday, and I got asthma. I was like, oh, I'm going to need my inhaler and a transfusion and probably surgery, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, do, do anybody have a piece they want to share? Absolutely. 
not the cost of my laptop right now. Wow. <laughs> Far. Uh-oh. Okay. You know, I almost had to hold my breath to do that. <laughs> All right, Vodka. Wow. I wrote that last year. That sound mean. That it's time for yet another. It's time for yet another. Dark Desires Sleepover. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's time for another Dark Desires Slumber Sleepover game. I would like. um, Okay. I would like um, Desire to give Legendary a subject to blast with. Okay. Yes, I, I'm. Yes, I'm all about the. I'm all about it tonight, people. So okay, I'll talk about it. all right. We want to talk about and not peaches. <laughs> I was quiet. Cause that's exactly what's jumping in my head. Okay. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! One at a time. We gonna do what? Okay. Desire's going to give you a subject. Oh, by the way, nice freestyle. I heard you freestyle. You wasn't that dope? dope? Wasn't that dope? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> okay. I got one. Now, we're gonna, it's, 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 okay, ready? Bring it up. Now, this is a test of skill, okay? Ready? Okay. I mean, it sounds, it's light bulb. Light bulb, huh? Light bulb. Light bulb. Okay. All right. Light bulb, huh? Yeah. Simplicity says it was just a simple design made by Edison, and the filament was created by a black man, but... I, right now, I'm going to act as the poetic I am. I'm going to strip back the skin, the flesh, the bone, the eyes, the ears, the tongue, the whiplashing, the male bashing, the female bashing, and even the elderlies. I'm stripping all titles, all cues, all anemones. I am stripping all anemones, and I am stripping all seven-digit line numbers that we can be reached. And I'm simply going to reach through this subject, through that which can be reached, the light. Sit me back to the days where I was simply soul, simply energy, simply energetic, but then enigmatic, and then also an enigma at the same time. Assess me as I assess myself through the dark, making these footsteps that somehow smell like weed and wine, and at the same time, I'm sober yet intoxicated off of my own intellect, off of my own intelligence. I take a hit of myself, and some would consider that harming self, and therefore I'm a danger to myself and others, but the only danger is in the only disability worse than cerebral palsy, the only disability worse than lupus, autism, spina bifida, the only disability worse than Down syndrome, and that is called ignorance. I italicize the I because it all starts with I when I can't remove I from the equation. It will never equal out to the equator. So don't even think about pulling out science to make sure that 
God, it sounds like the prime meridian. Give me the longitude and latitude, and I'll carefully coincide with the coordinates to coexist in context of I because I have multiple eyes. I have the two flesh eyes through which I see the two lenses that was prescribed to me, my third eye plus I as an individual plus I intelligently italicize the I because when I remove I from the equation, I am simply toxicated, See, I stutter about my own stances because trying to stand on my own stance is kind of hard because I have trouble standing. So I reach over to my nightstand. I get my prescripted lenses and I put them back on for just a moment because even in a moment, as simple as snapping a finger, I can be a movement. So I take everyone and I place them all in the category of a finger, my index. I can be the invitation that pushes you to drive. I can be the ring finger, the one you wrap a ring around, not necessarily for wedded nuptials, but the ring that has an idea of a promise, a promissory note that I will never give up on my assessment of the arts, even though I am so living in the flesh. And even the baby finger, which we call the pinky, but I call it the baby because my art will always be my baby and I will forever deafen it to the sound of click, even to the day someone runs up on me and goes click. Even my thumb has an opposable view of this because being an opposable attachment is more than just being an appendix. I have the attitude to have an attitude because after all, I have the assessment of being an assailant. I am a Scorpio and through poetry, I am the many I am. Therefore, the wingspan cannot damage who I am. The light bulb has just been clicked, but it's okay if the filament cannot burn as bright because I am nobody's poetic, manipulative, political bitch. No, not the swear word that we use to swing at women. I'm talking about the female dog because I am indeed a pit bull that people misunderstand as a wild villain. Therefore, I come in as a Doberman, but soft as a Chihuahua, tiny seeking knowledge, but large because I am the one that seeks aqua, the water of the arts. Do not pollute it with your misconceptions or your mismannered, mild-mannered minds because I got 30 orders of wings on me, half mild, half barbecue, but we use the word cookout because I just burn the slight bulb out, so I order a stack of the party green bulbs, but I want to turn it down even lower because I am the footstep in the dark, the voice that called to you when you tried to put a frame on me, the ever-loving shadow, and when you turn on that light is when you can see the best of me. So continue to roam in the dark and prefer your darker coffee and even darker skin tones. I seek those who seek the light. Because as once quoted, it is our light and not our darkness that frightens us. I frighten you being who I truly am. Or such was an idea that I had once. And that's that piece. Oh, my God. What's oh, wasn't it? Oh, my God. I'm going to be here when I grow up. Oh, my God. No. Man. Let me tell you, in my spirit, if I could be, I would be jumping around you like, yes. I'm <laughs> glad I muted. I'm so glad I muted my phone because y'all would have heard me in here screaming. Yes. Like, damn it, yes. Girl, I'd be too high to be that deep. Man, listen, legendary is that guy. Baby. <laughs> He is that guy that when you are in the cipher and you battling, you save him for last because you need somebody yeah. to come through and bring that fire. 
you save him for last because he's going to bring it home. He's the anchor. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have ended ciphers. I've been in ciphers where I went up, and the guy who hosts the cipher was like, I'm not going after that, so we don't. <laughs> so I actually have been the final. Man. Wow, and the way you, you, you pulled it all together like you would go and then you bring it back to the light bulb and then it's like you man. And then I was like, yo, I'm so glad my phone got mute. Oh my goodness, I'm in here screaming. Yes. Guys, where are you? Are you floored? What happened? I'm I'm telling you, I was muted because um, you know, your son's playing the game. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like, as somebody who really appreciates heavily the intricacies of of writing and and freestyling, even though I'm not a freestyler, so to speak, for you to put it together and to watch how in my head is like I can see you on this big chalkboard putting it yeah. together, arranging it to make that Rubik's cube fit, mm. and then to come back with the perfect pieces in order. That is why. You deserve to be who you are, sir. And I appreciate it. You know, I knew what I was doing. It's not a lot of people I'd be like, just give them something and let them do it. You know, if I thought that I would do something that hindered you, hindered you I would never do it. You you killed it as though I expected you to do it anyway. You know, that's what I like. That's what it's about. Absolutely. It's about shattering expectations. You know, freestyle means being free of style. You add logic to it and write it down and rearrange it as a style, you know. I feel you. I feel you. Um, we haven't heard from Van Middles in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right I don't think Do you're getting paid. You don't get the weed and the drink and the conversation for nothing. <laughs> you know, you got to you got kick got in. Okay. All right. Uh, um, I got a piece that I wrote. Uh, it's called Body Spasms. Ooh. Wow. Let me be the first to say, I can't imagine my life without you. In each and every way, the words I speak are true. At the mention of your name, my body starts to shiver. When I uttered your name, off my lips with a quiver, your scent of vanilla fragrance still lingering in my senses. So good I could taste your juices in an instant. My pores secreting an inner touch, priceless. Nasty is what you are. Naughty keeps me guessing. Forget the North Star. I'm trespassing. All in your moistness, trying to remember my own name. That heavenly wetness got me paranoid all the same. Girl, why do you make love to me like this? Each and every day you're in my thoughts and dreams. Started with a simple kiss. Now I'm addicted to your breasts and cream. The softness of your skin, uncontrolled passion curling within, hot and heavy breathing, skin on skin, hard meeting soft and wet, soft and wet giving way to moans and intense pleasure, yet it's not enough to say stop or keep going. Creative passion explodes, the climatic interlude, knowing that we are wanting and panting, sucking on earlobes, biting and scratching movement into the melodies, grasping for each other's souls. Sheets and walls captivated by pleasantries. Oh, what raw lovemaking out of control demonstrates that there are no boundaries. 
lovers on lovers, giving tantalizing, lip-biting orgasms, in and out, slow and steady, hard and rough, uncovers a pleasure of intensifying body spasms. And that's that piece. Man. I'm I'm going to talk to you about this on the inspiration fact. I'm going to come and bring it up. But, like, you remember that stuff you did last night? I don't want to hear it. And you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to let you know, Cadence, that if you read the Song of Solomon, God wrote it first. I, you know, you, you can't be spitting in the Bible. I'm 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 Oh, that's right. That wasn't Van Metal. That was poetic. My bad. My bad. Right, 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 right. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, good I even said that. My bad. My bad. Don't get it twisted. Don't twist two people at the same time. You twist us. <laughs> I just want everybody to know I'm not drinking or smoking, so I'm the designated brain, which means I remember all of this collectively. So y'all can get your alibi together. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mark off drops. I mean, what did you expect? What did you expect? You put me in as a legendary freestyle? Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the freestyle is one thing. I do have to say, yesterday on the show, Dark Desires, I did a freestyle that King's Cadence was gracious enough to put a beat to, so I, I can get a tiny it. little bit of singing. I, don't, I can't sing red beans, which is why I'm a poet. If I could sing, I wouldn't be doing it, but I can't. So, um, yeah. Nice. What I will do um, in a few minutes, I'll put, that, I'll put that on for you probably about 20 minutes. If you're still around, I'll put that through the system and I'll play it for you, you know, because... It was it was hot, you know. I'm, once again, I'm listening, going, "Wow, you know, wow." Um, okay, yeah, he he kills it. You know, I'm that listening to the paper So yeah, it was on point. Yeah. And I don't brag on myself at all or my pieces, but I mean that I felt really good about that again because I don't know where in the hell that song came from. Who thinks about that? Don't tell me. head and. I didn't drop it. I couldn't drop the flow. I was like, oh, listen, man. Okay, we're here. You know you know how I know you was doing something legendary? After you spit it, then Desire was in here singing, I'm ready. I was like, see, there we go. She had to hear that again. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm it's a, like... Uh, um, if it's cool with y'all, I'm going to spit a piece real quick, and then we're going to bring South Calif- uh, Southern California. I heard it never rains there. We're going to bring them in in a second Bye. as well. My <laughs> whole thing is, if it, if it never rains in Southern California, which apparently is true because it's hot, but where does that rain, where does their portion go? If it never rains. It's in the song. Gina, Gina, yeah. Gina. What's our word? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> it's yeah. Googleable. Yeah, Googleable. It's Googleable. 
That's Google. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm Don't spill it. Google it. That's the word. I'm telling
Let me get this part right for you real quick, yeah. What the hell? Forgive me. I'm a novice. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Anthony Arnold's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Arnold's in the building. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> How y'all folks doing tonight? We are wonderful. Uh, doing good, brother. How you doing? Awesome. Not bad, not bad. Working on some stuff for a new book I'm getting ready to put out here, hopefully in the fall. Oh, okay. Awesome. A little different. So, I'm uh, a little bit different. Okay. Um, you have a piece to share with us? Actually, I do. Uh, I went back into the archives. Oh, okay. Um, this is a piece from my um, second book, Urban Musings, a uh, piece called Inner City Blues that was inspired by uh, Marvin Gaye. Wow. Okay, the mic is yours. Makes me want to holler when a family can't feed their young, not knowing where they would sleep. Child living on the street, not knowing where their next meal will come from. Makes me want to holler. Young girls selling themselves on the street, strung out on drugs, trying to survive. Giving their bodies for a man who doesn't care. They're just a means to an end. Makes me want to holler. Young man sagging out on the street, pants low, trying to carry his swag. But they don't know what that action means. If you're in prison, you're somebody's bitch. Makes me want to holler, watching our country descend into madness, killing one another over nothing. Ice cream and Skittles, not liking the music played. Will we ever get along? Makes me want to holler, watching our children go off to war, coming back maimed or in a box. Lives ended much too soon. Who will be our future? Makes me want to holler. Living for the city, like Stevie said. Will it ever get better? Can we have the so-called American dream? Will we ever live as one? Makes me want to holler. Maybe this month, bye. Oh, you know, you you singing it helped it so much for me because in my head, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like, okay. oh my goodness, love it. And, um, Finger snaps. Yeah. My so goodness. peace, Anthony Arnold. Thank you. I'm the daughter of a Marvin Gaye lover, and I grew up on Marvin Gaye. My mother said when she was 10 years old, she thought she was going to grow up and marry him, but obviously that didn't work out because that would have been the bomb for me. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. My father loved Marvin Gaye. And all I can just say was, even as a little girl, I knew Marvin Gaye was something sexy about him. It was yeah. just something bona fide sexy. 
Every city should have a day where we should just take it out to the street and get your pillows and we go for what you We my boss. These things are called bongers. It's a big, it's a stick with a big, like, foam thing on it. And when I worked at Google, he finally said, okay, I've kind of been an asshole for the last six months. Anybody who's willing to take me on, you know, you can, you know, take, you can represent the team and then bring oh. the bongers. And the whole team was like, nah, I want to represent myself. And so we got it lined up. And for two hours, he would let us have like 15 minutes at him. Oh, I tried to take his head off his neck. And it felt much better afterwards. That time you made me work through my lunch, you fucker. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? It's like a yes. purge. <laughs> Absolutely. A street. blood-free purge. That's actually That's pretty like, cool. It'd be Christmas in July. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free your mind. I hear you. That would be beautiful. I, I think that would be so much fun. We all get, everybody just ganging up on one person. <laughs> well, but thank guys, you for this lovely this lovely sleepover. This is so cool. Oh, my goodness. I, I just, you know, so anyone <laughs> um, have a, oh, I, you know what, I have a piece. Let me, let me pull it up. Okay. Oh, what do 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 do? I'm sorry, my little phone. Um, you know what, Gina or someone else? I I'm having a little glitch here. Can you give someone who has nope. some? Want me to go? Yes, I'm having a moment. Excuse me, can I? That's one of the first things we found. Oh, here we go. Hello. 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 Oh, who we got? I hear someone say hello. Yeah, this is IG. Can I sit a piece, please? Lee, by all means, come on, please. Do Thank you. I... Yeah, I was listening, but um, you know, I speak very soft, so sometimes um, uh, <laughs> I get overrided, but my voice is soft, so I apologize for that. I'm soft. But um, okay. I wrote. I wrote this piece um, about this little girl. I seen a video on Facebook about a little girl who was who came out of a, a dog cage and oh. um, a little black child, and I got very upset about it. So um, this is where this piece came from. It's called uh, "Out of Out of Box Outrage." I'm enraged. The system and it's our children that are being played, caged, and I ain't talking Nicholas. This shit is ridiculous. Crime hideous. Government rebellious. It has always been against us. See, I knew that the system was wild, but when I saw that video profile of a black child coming out of a dog cage in color front and center stage, you goddamn right, I'm enraged. Because these motherfuckers still seeing us as slaves, keeping our mental and physical in a cage, and they cool with that white 
bitch doing this shit. And don't come with that, oh, you see, IG, she's a racist. Fuck that and fuck you. Because I'm not down with any type of hatred. But truth will bring about bloodshed, and I ain't scared. Will cut off a lion-ass demon's head up under his feet, kill him dead. I'm done with borders, new world order. And you best believe for justice, I'm willing to stir up the waters. Now, normally, I don't come so hard out of my bag, but this right here is that Vaseline on your face. Take off your earrings. Time to get dragged. Ain't no time for soft swag, but enough of seeing this shit I done had. Now, if this had been a motherfucking fag, the whole LGBT community would have rose up. And that, and if that's what you believe in, then that's what's up. Enough respect to anybody fighting injustice. Fist raised up. Yet we shaking our heads. Lord, look at this. This is so sad. Fuck that. When we gonna get mad? When we gonna stop playing our babies? Placing our babies in a system that don't even see them as humans? Just money bags. You let that shoe have been on the other foot. White folks would have tore off the whole motherfucking roof. Have a white child come out of a black woman's dog cage? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Straight up in straight up in every media outlet, every newspaper, front page, center goddamn stage. Do you still think that they don't want us to be slaves? Well, I'm going to tell you. Most of y'all still are, and Harriet Tubman would have killed most of y'all because you're dumb, stupid, and blind. All you can about is cars, clothes, big titties, and a big ass behind. All fucked up in the mind. My energy, I protect mine. If you ain't dropping in lightning dimes, for you I ain't got no time because my light's been turned on, and I ain't letting every one of y'all motherfuckers turn it off. After counting up the cost, try me if you wanna, and your wire's gonna get crossed. Wake up, we as a people are lost. Cause your cross, I ain't willing to bear. But if it's the truth you wanna hear, I'm with that right there. My God given fruit, I'm willing to share. We dying, our babies, for us they crying, and for them we ain't even trying. And society's bullshit and folks, we still buying. Tell me I'm lying. Ah, G, peace. Ah, G, that's fire. Yeah. Oh, I just finished looking on the piece about the children. What about the children? Yeah, man. Look, I don't have a piece yet. Look, Ah, G, you know you did that. Yeah. I've been, uh, it's hard to even know where to go with the topic of our our children in our community and then to see people and their reactions to children separated from their parents mm-hmm. at, the, at the border. And not only did mm-hmm. they separate them, but they didn't even keep track of who was whose kid, and they wow. did this with kids who only know their mo- their mama as mama. They don't even know their mama's real name. 
because they're too young to have ever called her that. Yeah. So there's, it's not likely that they're going to get them together. And it makes me, I think it, people will say it's selfish. It makes me want to hold our kids tighter. I'm not saying I have no empathy. I have tons, and I'm doing what I can about that. But it also makes me think of our children, our community, and hold them closer. When I think of that situation, it's like how I think of our situation. Where are the girls? I posted this earlier, and when they finally said it, why are all these pictures of boys? When they finally said it, well, they shipped the girls from the Mexican border to New York. What in the hell reason would you possibly have to send the girls so far from where they came from right. that you're more likely to lose them or shift them somewhere else? Right. But there's so much to this. And yeah, what you just bold. said about it, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. what kind of shit is this? The sex trafficking is out of control, and that's probably where they ended up. They're going right. to yep. you know, going to be prostitutes. They're going to use them as sex slaves. And it's sad. You know, I don't mean to put a damper on on what y'all saying, but like when I see certain things, it just really pisses me off, you know, because this shit is just ridiculous, man. It's just ridiculous. Hmm. Nah. Truth is what it is, love. And and Sister Poet... (laughs) Not to get on a side topic, but Joe cannot stop talking about the fact that he got your books in the mail today. <laughs> he bought he bought everything. Like he, he bought everything. He bought every product that I have. Like Joe is just he's just amazing. <laughs> I was like to put really it lightly. Like, he's, he's he cannot, and yeah. he's like this is the this. This is life. Like, okay, <laughs> yes, babe. Get them yeah. all, man. So, you know, you shed light on something that needs saying. So, guys, I got a piece. I, I switched it up. I was going to do one, uh, another piece, but since we're on just, you know, children, um, this is my piece about this little girl I saw in the Metro being held by her father and. Just that feeling of being safe, of no worries, no cares in the world. You know, last time you felt absolutely safe that nothing can touch you. So it reads, he held her hand and she felt as if she can fly as long as he was next to her. Loud sounds, hundreds of people around, crowds around, nothing but her and her daddy now. She tells her classmates, my daddy is a superhero. Strong arms, broad chest, his uniform dirty from crime fighting, and his cologne, and stained with cologne and sweat. His stubble tickles her smile as she begs him daddy never to put her down. Spinning eye to eye while grinning, felt like flying, arms aching, but though tired, he just keeps trying. His eyes, her eyes heavy, he cradles her, humming her favorite tune. Mm-hmm, my baby. She wiggles a little, but accepts that it's hard to move. Her head laying on his shoulder, 
He is ready to protect her at any cost as they sit silently waiting on the green line at the Anacostia Metro. As he kisses on her cheek, her Superman, her Dark Kent, her daddy. That's that team. Safety. Remember remember when you were safe, that moment just safe. You know, it could be in your lover's arms. It could be in church. It's just safe. We don't have safety. Everybody got a lock on everything. Scared someone's going to steal something. You know, can't even put your numbers down. Can't put your wallet down. Somebody's going to steal your identity. Where's Mm -hmm. the safety? There's no safety. And that's so tiresome if you think about it. Always on high alert for every and little, any little thing. I was so jealous of this little girl. I mean, I was bona fide. Yes, that's my song and my word tonight. I was, <laughs> oh, I was jealous. This little girl was snuggling so good. She was smiling in her sleep. And mm. I just looked at her like, really? You going to throw your smile on it, too? I say, wow. I was, I miss it. And when did I lose it? And how can I get it back? Yeah. That's deep. Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who's saying hello right now? I'll <laughs> <laughs> make sure we're just doing the check here saying who um who was here. Um, first off, also, let me say, because um, I didn't get to say anything. I was muted. Um, AJ, you man, you know, you know about you. You you kill it. Everything that you do, I happen to see the uh, somebody was a little upset about the post that you did the poem. Yeah, you know, and, and I really appreciate your your um, you know, your tolerance for bitch assedness. You know, yeah. <laughs> you were, you weren't about it, and I like that. You know, you know when you when you believe in something and you stand behind it, even a lot of times. It might not be the popular decision, and then right. what I don't want to be, and I don't want to see my community is, and I've, I've been I've been beating this this topic in the people's head for like the last week, that this is all love. This is you know the poetry community. Even if we don't speak, if we don't frequent each other, these are my people. This is my adopted family. So when you when you know when stuff is happening. I can't be a part of this thing, you know, when it's like next week a new dance is coming out and everybody forgets that these kids are what's happening. I watched a video where they had, where they were taking the girls into New York at 11 o'clock at night and then an hour later move them into a car with hoodies on. You know, you can't tell yeah. me that that's it's not something up with that shit. Right. Right. And and see, for me, when controversy, look, when you grow up and all you know is fight. <laughs> It's like all you know, like all you know is fight. You then just bring it because if it's for, especially if it's for a cause, and I'm speaking for my voices being used and positive, come on with it because I'm ready to fight for that. Like I'm really gonna fight, and I could do it very subtle and very classy, but I'm fighting because no. No, I'm not going to just not say something. If it's on my heart and it's in my spirit, I have to release that because it affects me. You know, so I appreciate that, King. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that's what it's about. And people, I mean, we have the ability to do something major. Although 
it seems like a lot of little voices, it starts to make a difference. You know, I've seen what the hashtag era does because people, you know, you have the ability, you know, we get together to do something, it happens. You know, I watch people come together. I don't know how much the end result was, but I watch people come together to try to save somebody from getting put out. You know, I've seen people, you know, come together for Sylvia when people, you know, when people try to hijack her shit. You know, people come together, and I just don't feel like it has to, it shouldn't have to be tragedy to make people come together. I think that some of the ciphers and some of the, uh, well, Poetry Fest is a good example of something with people really coming together at their own expense just to celebrate something positive. I think I'm humbled and will be humbled for the rest of my life for what happened Monday. Y'all know, five and a half hours of show to support me, I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. And when that woman spoke up on IG's piece, and I've decided to get my ass involved. I could have subtly stayed on the sidelines and just hearted what she had to say, but I felt like it wasn't enough. And it was, are you emotionally blind? How dare you? How dare you? Let me, would you like, where do they do that? Hello? (laughs) I wouldn't stop. And the more I typed, the more it was like, are you insane? No, don't write that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Come from your heart. But that's how it's going to be. Like, we got to back Like, so I read your, what you put on in the movie. not not right now. With the hand claps and all of that. Like, I was like, you know what? I'll tell you something interesting, Sylvia. Like what, what happened with your show Monday, last Monday. You know, yeah, even though crazy. we didn't spit and we wasn't speaking, you know, at that time, like everybody was there. You know, like I was there, Gina was there, Desire was there, and we like, you know, if nothing else, even if we don't understand everything that's happening, that's what you do. You ride for your people. That's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, you know, they're supposed to be family. That's that was that's what attracted me to this whole thing from the beginning. I think that it has its ups and its downs. I think, like any family, there is a level of dysfunction. I've been in with Epiphany for two years, and everything from people feeling they can test you because if you didn't think you know me as well as you do. You know, one poet wants to use my catchphrase for the title of his book. Yeah. And I was like, are you being, is this a joke or are you being serious? Because they had just featured me on their show the week before, and he didn't tell me on his show. He told me on my show. I'm like, what? Well, then I can just drop your call. How about that? And that's family. I should not have dropped this call. We should talk it out. But I didn't really feel like it. I felt like you just, here we go. What the, what? This is why you don't get invited to the cookout. And I'm going to be flattered. I'm working on that. (laughs) You know, some people, I don't let they think things through. 
Well, he's pretty clear about it. He said he doesn't care how I feel about it. Like, oh, wow. Wow. My thoughts on that are this. Like any family, the poetry family can be incredibly dysfunctional, but we are a family of interconnected people. There is no person that I will say, ew, they're on this, so I'm not going. There are many times where I will I will guilt myself to death and go to a show when I know I should have my ass in bed, mm-hmm. you know, and Joe will be all over me. What were you even doing up when you got to go to work in the morning? And it's to support. Likewise, right. I will not go and feel guilty about it when, in fact, I have no obligation to do it. And that is the dysfunction of it is remember that you do have real life, that there's right. life outside of Facebook and blog talk and talk to. You're right. And and that I'm can just... be a dysfunction. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I go to shows that I can go to, but if it's like in between, like if I've got to go to work, i got to get up early. I, you know, I'm supporting spirit, but I can't make it. You know, and I and I, support, and I, I thank you for, for, you know, I want to say stretching yourself thin because exactly, you know, you're putting in more hours than you need. And I appreciate it, though, because most of us should be asleep right about now. But I'm enjoying myself so much, I'm wide awake, you know, and I'm enjoying myself. And I, if this is what it is you're saying, like, you know, spending, going to people's shows and enjoying them when you feel a little guilty or not, I could be here till 5 in the morning. I know I'm not going to keep everybody up that late. I'm just saying, I'm just enjoying this this experience. I'm learning. I'm listening. I'm, I'm having fun. And I hope you all, too. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely, I do. Definitely having fun. So, um, is, um, is Anthony um, still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, you, know, you, got, you got another piece for us, sir, because, you know, I like to hear you. I like to hear Jingle Storm. I like to hear, you know, Dark Joy Child again. And I haven't heard y'all in a minute. And, you know, got to earn your wings here. And you ain't heard uh, you either. Believe it or not, we don't have a clock that actually works in my house. I'm going to tell you why. We all got on the 24-hour clock. I'm both retired, so we don't care about what the clock says. If we're hungry, we eat. If we're sleepy, we go to sleep. If we need a nap, we take it. You feel welcome to so I'm my mom. <laughs> so it's on Anthony, and if you don't find out, go ask him. So, Anthony R., the mic is yours, and afterwards, Juna Storm will do what she does. All right. I was sitting here listening to all the ladies, and I got pen and wrote. So, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) This piece is for the ladies. Oh, man. I happened to be uh, listening to a song by Barry White. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to behave. It won't be bad. I'll behave. <laughs> this time. Um, the piece called Put Me in Your Mix. 
I watch you as you stroll by, the epitome of a queen, royalty, a melanin goddess. Put me in your mix. Let me be your king, the one to cherish you, the one to rub you down, the one to protect you. Put me in your mix. Let me worship your temple, taste that which is you. To show you that you're loved. Show you that you're loved. Put me in your mix. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to go get some water. Um, I'm fed at myself. Look, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I got more relationship. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, hey. y'all going to have to come in because I ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> that, was, that was real smooth, though. That was. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. That. What did they say? That was definitely dope. Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to look at my baby. Oh. I'm not yes, going to have a Yes, sir. Just got her back, man. Come on, don't don't do me like that. Two weeks ago, Joe talking about Alfredo sauce, and I, I had to hear that hear that for two days, and now you go come ahead and burn it up. He did. He did. He did. He did. He Yeah, oh. fried, fried apples is a staple in my family. 
and she just it's cracked herself up. <laughs> okay, fair standard. Right. I figured that was she's funny. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. So she's just flowering like Raisins and meat. It right. sounds horribly well, wrong. But she didn't cook well, flowers well, then. They were sprinkled on top, and I, I can't do not they were delicious. But you know That's what? I'm like Yeah, no. If you're not eating, like we had, we had a, a family, uh, a, a little uh, luncheon, and everybody brought some food. If you don't eat the food you bring, I'm not eating it either. Oh, you should be the first person to try your shit. So the lady in my job, I was wondering why nobody was touching this bowl. So I had to look at it and look like, um, hmm, it was supposed to be potato salad, but it looked like soup. Doodle. Dude, oh, oh, I wasn't. And look, I'm very blunt, and you're not killing me. I'm not eating that. Everybody's sitting there looking for. I went up there to stir it up, maybe need some help, right? Sometimes stir the crap up, and I said, "It's just soup. It's soup. It's it's soup." She's looking at me. I'm looking at her like you ain't think I'm gonna eat that shit, do you? If you're not eating it, I'm not eating it. That's what I told her. Am I wrong? No. And was I wrong? I'm not now, now listen, listen. I'm not kidding. I make great cheesecakes. Uh oh, okay. But okay. I don't eat them. I don't eat them because I'm a type two diabetic. So I won't oh. eat them. So when I make them for everyone else and everybody's like, You're not gonna have a piece, I'm like, No. I pick my battle. You know, and- I understand that. I'm an excellent baker. I make. I love to make turnovers, and I love to make muffins and cookies and cakes and pies and breads. But I don't have a sweet tooth. Right. Wow. I, I can make sixty dozen cookies over the course of the winter because it's so cold in in this area. Like I live in what what they call Chicago land. I don't actually live in the city, but if you pick up the Chicago news, you live in Chicagoland, so I live in Chicagoland. So I live in Chicagoland. It, it gets so cold that you know, when, you don't, when you don't understand what a wind chill factor is, you don't know what cold is. So, no. And if you don't understand what a heat index is, you don't know what hot is. Watch for the extremes of hot and cold because the lake effect from Lake Michigan kicks a natural ass where I live. And so, yeah, yeah, like my my whole ass be getting kicked year-round. Like, if people say, yeah. what do you mean? I'm like, okay. So we have two, two seasons. We have hot as fuck and cold as fuck. There's no gray area in the Midwest. People okay. are like, so what happened to spring and fall? Yeah, don't exist. Until I moved to Vegas, I had no respect for hot weather. Right. I, I, right. I will you be honest. No I'm like, it's, it's like 80 degrees. That's so hot. Yeah. The day it hit 120 degrees in Vegas, I was like, okay. Oh, my. Well, this just makes no sense. <laughs> That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. It That's is. like you get <laughs> hot. Actually. That's bullshit. Yes, actually, that means that I'm alive, but I'm still. <laughs> you can keep my hands with that. So no, actually, and no. You get, and then actually, when it gets hot, you be like, "Actually, until you've been to a place where it's 132 degrees and that's not the hottest place in the region, this don't oh, get it." Come on, man. Oh. You know, <laughs> we're just past 110. <laughs> 
it's a question of how fast you can fry spam on your hood of your car, <laughs> not whether or not you can. And yes, I was that crazy Californian that wanted to try every experiment. I made cookies in the back window, fried bologna on the car. When you outside and don't see animals. Have you ever seen a bird? Yeah. Be like, oh, Jesus, I don't know. The way y'all sound, I'm watching these humidity. Oh, I'm at the end of the universe. Really? Life. Have you lived in Florida your whole life? Uh, Yeah, I grew up there. I didn't come to, I came to California for the first time in uh, 1986 when I was stationed out here for the first time. Then I went to Iceland, which is fun. I think it was a blast, especially for us brothers, but that's another oh, show. You in the Navy? Were you in Railvit? I was in the Air Force and I was in Keflavik. Castlevik and Railvik are both beautiful. I, I've been to, I've been there. Um, my brother-in-law was in the Navy, and that's where he was stationed when my husband was in the Army. And so yeah, we I went was, to visit them for one, for like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I it went was, there. I was, was, I was stationed there twice. Because it was twice. dark, like, I don't know, 23 hours a day? Wow. It depends. But see, it's like, it's like Alaska because... You have yeah. your uh, you have your dark period, and then you have twenty three hours of sunlight, which is what's it's going horrible. on out there now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, no, can, there's no words. Any, that, that's horrible. Anytime you can start a softball game at midnight and uh, it's uh, basically daylight, right? That's not natural. I was built for that. It was it was fun though. If you get a chance, if you get a chance to go, I would truly recommend it. There's not too many places in the world where you can be standing in a meadow and you look about 500 yards away and then there's a glacier. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There are hot, there are hot springs everywhere. Yeah. I'll take hot springs because I have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, we would go and and take dips, and I would get out, and my entire body would be invigorated, like in a way that I can never. It's unimaginable. It's it's one of those, those things hot, like you need you need to be able to take springs, that home with you. Those hot springs are full of minerals. They give you life. They give you yeah, literally. I wish I could bring do. that home with me. I wish my mom they had really that because. She has um, a bulging disc in her back and a sciatic mm-hmm. nerve, and the pain that she goes through every day is excruciating. I, I know it because I rub this cream on her back every day, sometimes just so she can stand up. And if she could just one, one, just one time get in the hot spring, she'd know what I, what I meant. Like, oh, it gives you life. It's, it's, it's better than any weed I ever smoked, any wine I ever drank, any... Any feeling uh, I've ever experienced in life, I, I like I my body you, was not broken. I will give you <laughs> one other place to go if you ever get the opportunity. If you ever get the opportunity, <laughs> go to the Dead Sea. 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's I haven't a, the Dead Sea yet, but it's on my bucket list. It, Thank you. <laughs> I've been. It ain't too many places I didn't get a chance to go. Put it this yeah. way. The Air Force I treated me well over 23 years. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I will say this. I will say this for the military. Um, I always thought it was some bullshit and that a black man has no place in the white man's army. But I will say this. I traveled my black ass off. I, I yes, was ma'am. just an army wife. I, I got as many stamps on my passport as possible, but I learned as many languages as I could in the country in which it was indigenous to while I was living in Europe because uh, we were stationed in Germany. My stepmother is German, and a lot of mm-hmm. people didn't know that. Like, um, you know, like I know a lot of people that are like, they don't mean to be racist, but they are. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, the white man this and the white man that. But when you're talking about white people, unfortunately, you know, you don't pick your family, but people in your family love who they love. So a large portion of my family are non-black. A large portion of my family is Hispanic and Asian and Caucasian. And as a result, my family is like the United Nations. So I don't have the benefit of hating anyone. I can't because they're my people. Those people are my people. Those people are my family. If you came to my family reunion, you'd be looking for the blacks. You'd be like, oh, where are the blacks? Oh, where, where are the blacks? Damn. So all of these motherfuckers is your family? Yeah. We're, we're black-ish, like the TV show, like only not that black because <laughs> They're kind of black, mm-hmm. and we're not as black as they are. Like, we're we're less black than that. And I, I did the ancestry doc, and you know how it takes one drop of black blood to be black? Skin wasn't brown, and my hair wasn't naturally curly, and my eyes weren't brown most of the time. It'd be hard for me to sell it. Like, is she black? Yeah, on on paper. And it's okay. I want. I mean, I want to do that. I want to do that because part of my ancestry—I know part of my ancestry—is derived from slaves in Africa. I have on one side of my family Cherokee Indian, and the other side of my family I have Seminole Indian. I oh, used yeah. to joke. I used to joke uh, <laughs> with people at school. I say. Not only can I run you down, I can scalp you as I go by. Hello. So, so that, you know, like they have a good hair and they be like, I have Indian in my family. We just say we have Indian in our family. Like when I, when I first met my great grandmother and my, my daughter, when I first met her grandmother, we actually went to the reservation where they were living because they are indigenous. Mm-hmm. American, because we don't just claim a tribe. Like, we have actual tribal cards. Um, she's mm-hmm. Chickasha, and I'm Choctaw Cherokee. And we don't want to be Native American, Caucasian, French, and Creole blacks came from Haiti and Portugal, but we are. And I always say I'm Puerto Rican on the weekend because I was going to Puerto Rico regularly until they were without fresh water and water and electricity. And Donald Trump just mm-hmm. felt like 
that's another topic. So I'm going to spit my piece and get out your ear because I'd like Sylvia to get a chance to go again. But I, I have a topic that is burning a hole in my heart and my soul right now. And if I don't let it go, it's going to continue to consume me. So I like to right the wrongs in my life. And since I have not written this piece, I'm going to spit it so I can get it off of me. And I'm going to title this piece entitled... Let me take a breath. All right. Entitled. Recently, my mother's only surviving brother called her and asked, Bay, which is the nickname that my mother's siblings call her, as her giving name is Barbara, but she was a baby when my second mother, who's my Aunt Myra, couldn't say the word baby. So she referred to my mother as Bay, and it stuck. So her nickname is Bay, and her brother, Jesse, who was a junior, named after my grandfather, who was named after his father. So technically he's not a junior, but he should have been the third. But you know how ghetto black people can be sometimes, I guess. My father's mother hadn't heard, so he got a middle name when my grandfather didn't have one. So Jesse Larkin, my uncle, wasn't actually a junior. He was just Jesse Larkin Jr. I don't know, some black people stuff. You know how that goes. Called and said, what's that term that you use? For the kids who think that everything is theirs, you know, like the world belongs to them. (laughs) Mom laughed because she knew what he meant immediately. She said, yeah, dear brother, it's entitlement. This is a generation of entitled children. He said, damn, that's it. I don't know why I couldn't remember it. As a matter of fact, let me write that shit down on a post-it. I'm going to put it on my fridge promptly so that I can remember it and refer to it daily. When my youngest daughter and her daughter are acting that actual way, hmm, I wish that I didn't know what entitlement meant and that it didn't affect me every single fucking day. But it does. I have one child but I've been pregnant four times with five children. She's my only live birth. She weighed 3 pounds and 14 ounces the day that she made her debut on earth. I was only six months pregnant, and people call her a miracle. My mother, second mother, and aunt, and a few other family members call her the gift that keeps on giving. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever see the benefit of that. As long as she's living, I mean, I guess eventually she'll have to have some redeeming quality that makes me happy to be her mommy. But for the last 26 and more than half a year that she's been in existence, it hasn't been that way. And I fear that it's not going to be any better. I've been heartbroken. 
almost every single day. She has been a disappointment on many occasions. Several times she's made me cry myself to sleep. There's been a couple of times when openly I would pray and weep and think, why was she the one that survived? Is there some reason that she's still alive? I mean, is there some gift that she's supposed to give to the world other than the famous three grandchildren that I have? Hmm. I can't even phantom what it is that this world she could benefit and what it is that she has to give. She's a taker and not a giver. She's selfish on so many levels. She feels like I owe her something, but as an adult, I've done my due diligence. She has hurt me to my core. My heart's been broken forevermore. There are a lot of people that don't know the story, but I'm going to cut to the chase because there are a lot of people who don't know this story, so I'm going to give you the bridge version, and then I'll get out your face. My grandchildren were fathered by my ex-fiance, the man that my daughter called dad when she called her father daddy. For nine years, who helped me raise her, apparently was grooming her to be his woman behind my back. So now they're in a relationship, living in an apartment that used to be hers, as a matter of fact. She's sleeping in the master bedroom, and the three children that she has are his. So my grandchildren are my ex-fiancés, and my daughter isn't being a mommy to them at all. She just gave birth to them. They've been raised by my mother and I for a year and change now. People wonder, how is it that I could possibly breathe and still live? I have no idea. I'll be honest with you. I call it grace and mercy. Six years ago when I walked home and two of them having what I consider to be date night in her bedroom, I became Gina Storm. And she saved Regina Brooks, which is my government name. And I didn't know what was going to come of me. I could have gone completely mad and been insane. Poetry saved me that night. And my entire child, her life wasn't phased. I don't know how. She looked at herself in the mirror. Or she loves herself the same way. How she can drop her kids off to me and feel like she doesn't have to feed them or make sure they have a bath. To take care of them in any way. The entitlement that she has so heartbreaking. There's really no more that I can say. So I pray for them every single day. I decided to take this week off. Maybe the next one. Maybe the whole rest of June and July too. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm weary and I'm tired. And my heart's broken because my daughter's entitled but not to kill me because the strength that I have is for me but not for my entitled child to abuse. I'm Gina Stone, and that's my piece. And that's your piece. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Gracious. Yeah. Man. 
This is this is sometimes the um I don't wanna make the slumber party a bummed out party, but well, once I said it's on your heart. It yeah. I, I had to let it go because it it would kill me if I didn't. We do what I, you do, Queen. I appreciate y'all for listening. Oh, anytime. It's not That's easy, not- but it's part of my journey. Do what you need to do. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You know, we all have a journey that our that our pins, but in your case, your freestyle. Yeah. You know the story. Yeah. Very much true. Yeah. Um. Is Sylvia still with us? Or? I'm really thinking about what Gina just said, and here's my thought. Um, there is a level at which some of us. And I think you and me have talked, Gina, about some things. The things that come at us come at us in such a way that the message is unmistakable. Amen. It does not get another description. It doesn't get to be called something else. It doesn't get mislabeled and put on the wrong shelf. It is meant exactly for us, and it is unmistakable. Now, I don't know what it is. I know that I can recognize that it is one of those messages because it punches you in the fucking face. It doesn't tap you on your shoulder and wave. It doesn't hand you a note in an envelope. It punches you in your fucking face. It is that thing for me. Um... It was something that was so, I could not look away. When that message came for me, I could not look away. And I not only had to look at the actions of the person who did it and the people involved and the people who didn't tell me when they knew, I had to look at myself. And it took years for that process to take place because the looking at myself when I was clearly the one victimized in the situation was difficult because it felt like victim blaming. It felt like shaming to me to mm-hmm. to even suggest that I had something I needed to look at. When what is what the fuck do you mean I need to look at something? Look at this shit. What what what? <laughs> right, right. And you know, ugh, the therapist. What do you think that means when the guards to you? Bitch, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all what I of those. Like. You know, and it's when right. I actually had to say, oh, there was something in this for me that I cannot turn my face away from. When you get there, you may not even be there now. But when you get there, there is a level of grace that you owe yourself that you may not necessarily owe your daughter. It may not be that you have to 
to vilify her, although you would be within your rights to tell her, I ain't watching nobody, I ain't babysitting nobody, but it's your choice to make. But I honestly believe that when it's like that, when it's like that, that there is something in it without taking on blaming yourself for a fucking thing, there is something about your journey that you need to get from that so that you really can put that down. Because for every time that you have to, that it comes on your heart to tell that story as a piece, there is either a healing that should come from it or a message that should come through it. Absolutely. And what I get every time you say it is that you are still in the the way that you tell the piece, I notice you go back and forth between past tense and present tense. You go back and forth between it happened then and it's happening now. Because it's all in the point. Exactly. <laughs> It never exactly. stops. You know what I mean? And if it it's is still an ongoing thing. Today. Yes, ma'am. It never yes. stops. There you it's go. Ongoing. And the, when and the, the piece and comes the out with, with it is, tenses in, like that about something in the past. She had Julie. And then in 2014, she had Danny. And then in 2015, she had Josh. And she was pregnant ago and lost that baby. So thank God for grace and mercy because had she had another one, thinking, are you kidding me? Juggling in these three, how dare you get pregnant again? Your baby daddy got for twenty. You want a side child on us? However, that lesson presents itself for you or her. The part that's your responsibility is the lesson that's in it for you because yeah. I don't think that all of that is to give you lessons, but I think that the initial punch in the face of it was. And however she lives her life, clearly she's an adult now and they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you want to purge that from your system, there has to be something that comes of this that will feed your journey that you can use to let it go so that it doesn't consume you because I'm more concerned now with how much it consumes you. The anger is fresh and real is fresh pain. You can hear it. Every day. And on that, yeah. I retired two years ago and didn't need to retire. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. getting with my grandkids, and I'm not getting pets, and she don't bring food, and they come here for three is what I call it. Starving, stinking, and snaking. Really? Uh, oops. If they came for Monday, because we're then in the same. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hold hold in my hold in my heart and put on my altar a prayer of clarity for you. And I'm gonna let that go because we can be in here all goddamn night playing Oprah oh, yeah. and Ayanna Vanzant, and well, I ain't either I one of those chicks. <laughs> But I will say this, I'm going to hold you close in my heart, but you can tell when you start to talk fast, when you change tenses, (laughs) that is a powerful, it's powerful delivery that you do that the anger is fresh and raw and not quite worked out yet. My core is hurt because I feel like I got disrespected on top of, it's like the... 
Well, mm-hmm. then get yourself a Play good it. toke of something because I'm about okay. to eat. Oh, I Girl, let me get my Gorilla Ready? Blue. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man. I'm a puppet and pastor with myself. Something is yours. <laughs> you. Walking up. <laughs> Ready? I'm going to be all right. All right. Okay. Yes, you are. You are going to oh, be all right. Let, let me say okay. that before I start my piece. Yes, you are. Okay. Yes, you are. Well, you. What? Are you about to sit, uh, say a piece? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Well, the mic is yours. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> you walking up and just slipping your hand around my throat. Blurred lines between play and need. Do I finish his dinner? Do I let him feed? Hunger is different for us now. His appetites, both fixed and fluid. Many things tantalize his palate. Daddy likes the way I do it. He cuts his meat slowly, watching me carefully. He savors its falling from the bone. He wants me to see. Dark woods and chrome shine and sever. He eats his hot meal, but his appetite gets wetter. I know he loves me and his heart is true, but right now, he's wondering what that knife can do. I stroke my throat absently where his hand had secured me, a collar that no man could ever pull asunder. I'm in daddy's grip and he's pulling me under. From across the table, his eyes hold fast. I hesitated moving to pick up my glass. He nods to it as though having a facial tick. I pull it to my lips and drain all of it. My hand a bit shaky, I set it down and rise, making sure he can see the garters on my thighs. I come to refill his glass with more wine. He instead fills his hand with my behind. He slips his fingers into the tops of my holes, admiring the legs that came in those. My face burned, flushed, to have his undivided attention. He played with my thigh like it was a new invention, stroking and looking, letting it catch the light. He straightened out my seam, giving the flesh above it a bite. Picking up a clean knife, he ran its tip along my skin, slipping it behind the silk stocking, now so frail and thin. He carefully withdrew the blade, making sure not to make a run. He would need those to last a wee bit longer to really enjoy his fun. He brought the knife to my neck with one quick flick, sent a shower of pearls cascading around us, striking the china with glassy clicks. I instinctively brought my hand to my throat. I should have known better. The mildest attempted resistance make daddy's appetite all the wetter. An animal growled from deep within him. I dared not meet his eyes. I need not have bothered looking up. His eyes were still on my thighs. Back and forth, his attentions went from throat to thigh, where his actions spent nicks and wicks and those maddening clicks as he flicked open another of his sharp playthings. Daddy loves it when his playthings sings. My screams of terror are barely recognizable around the orgasmic need for more in me that became indescribable. He smells me now. 
and I know I smell of need. He sips more wine, smokes little weed. I wait without moving as the cream tendril descends from my inner thigh to where my stocking begins. He uses his blade to catch it and shave it back up. He licks the cream from his blade and (laughs) hasn't had nearly enough. Pushing his empty plate to the side, he he pulls me up and spreads my thighs. With his eyes on mine, he slips his blade inside. Now ride. He drinks my fear like the finest sherry. As I dip and tuck my hungry body, watching my face as I moan and move, dancing the blade's edge with my own little groove. I know he wants to do it, cup his hands with my blood in them, carve his masterpiece and then drink me into him. He smiles, plucking the blade from me and says, not yet. Daddy's still got plenty of other uses for you, my pet. Sacrifices will be made of that. There should be no doubt. But we wouldn't want you to go using death as some kind of compound. With that, he withdrew his attention with surgical precision. (coughs) But later grabbed me by the throat to grasp my full comprehension. At any time, his love could burn through every fiber of me. If that one silent moment was what it meant to be free. And that's that piece. <laughs> you have totally changed the tempo. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you don't want this stuff for real. Like, somebody changed the channel, did somebody just change the channel? You got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> And she didn't open that door. I know, right? <laughs> right. Come on, Andy. She, she didn't open it. She didn't open she it. Didn't, she, she didn't open that door. <laughs> Ladies, I want you to do me a favor. Oh dear. I want what I want you to sit and close your eyes, and I want you to listen to the words. It's called self-love, an erotic short story. She gazes upon herself in the mirror. Not bad, she thinks. Breast firm, flat stomach, and a tight ass. Her hands flow over her body. Her breasts begin to ache and nipples rising. She feels that familiar longing in the pit of her stomach. Her body craves release. It craves satisfaction. Slowly walking to her bed, she thinks about her lover. Her passion begins to flow as she thinks about him ravishing her tonight. But no, not tonight. Tonight is all about her. Lying on her bed, she lets her mind take control. She imagines his touch as he slowly kisses his way along her body. 
Her breath quickens and she feels his lips caress her breast. She sighs and shakes as she feels his tongue tracing the root to her forbidden fruit. Her hands tease her body as her imagination runs wild. She feels the object of her desire as it rises from its hiding place, begging to be touched. Her fingers slowly caress it, covering it with her love juices. She imagines his lips fastening themselves around it as he flicks it with her tongue. Her body shakes with her her first orgasm as she rubs slowly, gently. Her juices flow into a puddle on the bed, but she doesn't care. Her body is covered with sweat. Her moans echo in the silence of the room. There is nothing but her and him. She feels herself heading to the point of no return. She pulls her legs up and slides a finger deep inside her wetness. She gasps as her vagina grasps it. She she imagines him entering her deeply, slowly. Her body shakes with each thrust. She cries out as she brings herself time and time to the edge, only to let herself fall away. Finally, her body betrays her. Orgasm after orgasm ravishes her. No. No, she cries out, but she's too far gone. Her body shakes until she is spent. There is nothing but the sound of her shallow breathing. A single tear runs down her face. A small smile. And maybe a telephone call. Maybe. Okay, now, um, um, y'all, y'all nasty, like they say, I, I, y'all, <laughs> Anthony Arnold, I'm going to need you to go in the corner with your pillows. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm just talking away on mute. Okay, then. I guess I wasn't meant to say all that. Which oh, might be best. Love you, Joe, wherever you are. <laughs> wow. Anthony Arnold, where do I start with you? Man, there ought to be laws. You need to have a fence bent around you, seriously. <laughs> well, guys, I want to do this to you. This is the only one that I... I I guess I've been working on. I'm, I only have a few that I like to display, but this is it. This is what I have. This is my sexual paralysis. This is the hunter in me. Um, it's called nachos. I've been it a few times, but I'm feeling really sexy tonight. So this is what this what what this one. I love. So, let's go. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. Nachos. My favorite flavor of hunting is nachos. 
Whatever I do, no matter my mood, baby, it's not your business. Shit. Remember doing this, um, and it's no different. It's been, it's been called it pimping, and it's been written. What? <laughs> you tripping because I'm not in the kitchen? Oh. <laughs> you feel threatened that a woman is getting it like you get it? I can consume the whole entire room. You're not dude. Now, I want you to understand. You're food. Feasting, unleashing, beasting. I've got my king, but these fantasies, guys, these dreams, these urges, these wants, these thrill of the hunt, you got to feel it, the unsure jump. That rush, that beautiful sexual touch. Shh, please, hush. This is my ride. You don't stare here. Only I conduct. Your excitement, my dear brother, keep that private. Only I bust. Now, what you can do is learn your place, and we're cool. Understand if you don't know by now, my favorite flavor of hunger is nachos. Whatever I do and whatever my mood, my business, and it's not yours. That's that piece. I love that piece. Yeah, I love that piece too. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I love that's that. Nice. Yes, nachos was dope. I remember when I first heard it. Went okay, clever. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was nice. I know you can just like walk out here and throw a bunch of stuff. I, I'm gonna leave you be. Give me for the tell about that What? You know, if I may, since uh, since the door uh-huh. is open. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I got this uh, this piece called Wine and the Open Mic. Okay, Mike Show. On any other day than today, I would not be in this room with you, beautiful people. My time will be spent elsewhere sipping, yet I stand here before you, holding this mic, trying to make sure my words come out right. I look out into the atmosphere, and I see beautiful women everywhere. Hold up. I need a sip. A sip of this wine to take you on my trip, a journey that goes into my verbal mind while I make love to your eardrums from behind. This white wine goes down nice and smooth. My words tingle your spine as you moisten in that booth. As I move and sway while holding this microphone, I whisper and utter sweet words of sensation into your erogenous zone. One more sip and I may break down your sexual desires in an obscure way. Penetration will not just be for my words that are coming your way. I watch your succulent lips drink your red wine, thinking to myself, am I the poet or are you seducing me? Ooh, child, you're so fine. Finer than the moonlight that pierces through the dark night. As delicious as these fermented and aged grapes taste just right, 
I picture you and me rubbing our nude bodies and becoming one. Oh, how I forget I'm on this stage and I'm having too much fun. Fun thinking about you with this wine and the open mic, verbally stimulating, sexually liquidating, sexually abstaining, at least until I drop this mic. One more sip of this wine and one more word to speak through this mic. I love that I can get you wet. Thank you and good night. That's that piece. Okay. That's you. Okay, what okay. the hell? What I'm the fuck? Right what the fuck? Oh my god. Okay Wait now. A minute. You play the You know what? You look here. Being all managed. What the hell? <laughs> oh, okay. Now see now see Sylvia, this is this is your fault. You opened the door. <laughs> you did. Yeah, Isn't this the part where we blame Keith? How did I get what? You did it. <laughs> You opened it, you know. Yes, you, you know, when you hear Dad coming through, I'm glad I was the one that made you wet. I just oh. throw my cards up in there. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I ruined another one. Goodness gracious. In the most delightful way. <laughs> All of it is nasty. Yes, uh, I want to reiterate yes, that. We are. I wear my own brow bag, nah. <laughs> man. Man, I loved that piece. Thank you. I loved that. I'm going to say to all of you, thank you. I'm glad that I could stir up some loins and whatnot, but I really am going to go because I'm drooping fast and I need to blow my nose and take some cold medication because now I'm just starting to feel terrible. But full field. Thank you for the invitation to the the the, the pillow fight and the sleepover. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. You know, I just love you guys so much. You know, this is fun. Nice yes. after party. I'm <laughs> kicking it and talking. I'm glad we got to put some things out there because oh, yeah. even when we don't get along, we are a community. Um, Gina, you know I'm hugging you right in your eye and telling you I love you, girl. Mwah. Getting oh, you right on your forehead. Kiss the life, absolutely. Randy, we doing dap with the elbows. I'm going to see you at Poetry Fest next year, bro. Man, I don't even want to talk about Poetry Fest with you because it just pisses <laughs> me off every time it comes up. So, I know, boo. It's just boo. I'm going to see you. I mean, God is close to talking to you. That just sucked. It's just right. not right. possible. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Still. Well, I hope you feel better. Yes, please I feel do better. Too. 103 degrees with a cold is it, it's is it's good. its own personal hell, but you do sweat it out whether you like it or not. Hell right, yeah! Right. So you know, I'm taking the gift and saying I will be sweating this out over the weekend. <laughs> feel better. And for, see you Monday. Absolutely. You guys have a great night. You too. Take you care, too. Feel better. Hello? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Y'all, I, you know, it's been a long time since I've been a teenager that I've actually seen the, the, the nice guy change. 
You know what I'm saying? That you've been having so much fun that you've been talking for so long that you actually see the sky lightening up. You know, that's that's just like you're still so teenagers. I mean, what's the word? <laughs> Teenagery. I, I can't find the word for that, but I feel like a teenager right now. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, talking to my right. friends, chilling. Not a can of work because you know you ain't got to get up tomorrow. So, you know, <laughs> just sitting here chilling. This is awesome. So, um, um, let me ask a question. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Is, um, is, AG, is IG still here? IG, are you still here? Okay, she might be, on, might be muted. I thought I saw her here on the lineup. So I'm just, just checking. I don't hear so much fun. This is absolutely, this is what I want. This is all I want. I want us to be able to talk some things out, and if you want to share your poetry, you can do that too. If you want to, you know, vent about something like we talked about children for a little while, um, you know, then we went to, you know, the sexual thing, but it ain't always about sex. So that was awesome. That I mean, I got a lot of better words to describe, but it's, it's, it's a pleasure. This is, when you leave out feeling renew when you feel like when you feel like you feel better from your conversation. That's what I want. I want you to leave feeling better than when you came. That's right. And just to deposit some some uh some words of wisdom or just want to vent about it. That's fine also. So sometimes well, I, have, have to, I have to spit my piece before we go. Okay. All right, King Stated. Yeah. So you might everybody might want to mute because I know how some people feel about this piece. Oh God! Oh, let me. That's that's me. Put the seatbelt on. Let me get my phone. Um, we have a probably gonna call in a minute. So let's not empty yet. Let's get close to call in. So just get your piece and then play a track, and we'll see if he gets me in in time before I show it. Okay. Well, this piece is called My Dollar. Oh, I love my dollar. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I love it. I. I remember doing chores because that's how my mama wanted. Not for money, just because if she said do it, then I'd done it. Things didn't really change much. I did a whole bunch, but got nothing. Now that I think about it, that really sucks. But I did my best. No matter if it was so hard, her and God had jokes. They always played that Shirley, that Shirley, Shirley Caesar song, No Charge. With that trash I carry out, that bag so weak it's scattered out, she screamed, No Charge. But hours it took to clean it up and still never got a buck and no charge. Then this one glorious day when she asked me to throw an old pot with the food away, I was so mad. It was like 7 a.m. on a Saturday. My mom's was in her cleaning mode, which means time don't really count. So why pout? I just went on and carried everything on out. After I returned, she said, thanks. I don't recall a lot. This when she reached into her pocket and pulled out a one spot, a dollar. I was dazed and confused. I had to focus a little more. I thought, okay, this is a trick. She wants me to go to the store. Fine. I stood there, but the punchline never came. So I stood holding a dollar until she said, boy, just go away. Then it took it. Then I took it to the room. I wanted to put it away, but wait. Before it happens, I, never, I haven't even gave my dollar a name. Hmm, I was going to name him Bill. Nope. Why bother? I got a perfect name that covers it. My damn dollar. So I made plans for him. We're going to walk to the store later. I'm getting 10 packs of now laters and 10 different flavors. Or maybe I'll get 100 penny candies. Quantity's great. That's how it's done out. And that way, I can eat one a day until it never runs out. 
as I explored numerous possibilities, I heard my mom call, and I thought to myself, I'd go clean, but she can't have a dollar. So she said, we're going to service, get you something to wear. I didn't know what service was, but she said, I need my dollar there. Fine, no problem. Hours later, now we approached the church as we entered there. was a table with dinners and desserts. So I knew in an instant what my dollar would be spent for. I tried to sit close to where the food was, you know, just to make sure. Now I'm hearing music start, and we all asked to take a seat. And some guy was on stage talking about what the Lord wanted this week. And he talked for hours and such, but my focus never failed. And he talked heaven and hell, but I'm still thinking bake sale. So the music slid in. So the music slid in. I figured well, it was time for a man with a white collar. Let's see. I sat through this whole thing. No problem. I still got my dollar. Then I saw something that stunned me. And I'm not having fun with it. They passed the plate around, and they were putting their funds in it. I watched in horror as the plate went from row to row, end to end. Ah, now I see the trickery. She gave me a dollar so I can put it in. No. I asked my mother, can I go to the bathroom real quick? She said, after they passed the offering, it will be over. For now, just sit. I slumped deep into the pew like I was trying, like I was tying my shoes and made a quick move. Slid back a row or so while I and the dude. I made it all the way to the back. All I had to do was escape, but there was a man with a stern face standing there with this damn plate. He said, hello. I said, good afternoon, sir. I understand your task. My name is Randy, and this is my dollar, something you can never have. And if I have to fight my way out, then I'm fully prepared. Your plate looks nice. And all, but my money does not belong in there. So I'm giving you nothing more than this warning. I don't threaten the devils, but I promise if you want my dollar, be nothing less than an assault to make a move, holy man. I bounced about at a fever pace, but didn't see my mom walk up from behind and throw the dollar in the plate. I felt shot or something. She patted me on the back and whispered, calm down. No, I just wanted my dollar back. She tried to explain that God required 10%. It didn't make sense. Where's my change? 10% of a dollar is not my whole damn dollar. Now, I'm making a scene because I want back my green. The preacher, keep, the preacher kept trying to explain it, but I'm not trying to hear it. I shouldn't be here with all these. I should, it shouldn't be here. You got all those nice ones. Mine wouldn't make a difference. Then he walked off in silence. Well, I guess I get it. So I had nothing left to say. Just that man with the white collar, him, his choir, they cake, and my goddamn dollar. And, <laughs> You know I love it. <laughs> I love that. Man, the first time I heard oh that. Oh my god! I'm so first time I heard that. Ago, right, Randy? Huh? You wrote that about ten years ago, right? Yes, it had That'd to be. Well. It had to be because now, ladies, it's twenty five cent now. <laughs> I was uh, saying, right? <laughs> but I, but I remember when it was more. ten cent. I do too. <laughs> okay, we, um, we have we have a late arrival, Uh-oh. North and Central Kentucky. It's invited to your. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the after party. This is Hello, Hello, is this live? Hello, is this Stella? This is. Hi, Philip. It's Gina Storm. Welcome to the pajama party. We're having an after party. Yeah. Oh. Um, this is I'm Desire. Everybody do roll call so we know who's here. Okay, I understand. Hello. King's Cadence in the building. I'm here. Well, we got King's Cadence. <laughs> what is Desire? Anthony I- Arnold. 
Okay. Gina Storm. Is there anybody else in Cupid? Um, well, um, and IG the poet is still here, but I think she's muted right now. And we think that IG the poet is listening. So if you'd like to use the, the mic is yours. Yes, mic is all yours. Hello? Yes, oh, hello. I, I I did not, are you saying that I, I did, I was not yet prepared to read anything. Oh. I, I, I'm not against it, uh, um. Uh, but I am um, uh, uh, <laughs> caught off oh, guard a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't mean to put you on the spot, sir. My bad. No, oh, no, no, no worries. <laughs> if you like to get yourself, somebody else can spit a piece while you get yourself together. No problem. Okay. All right. Uh, happily so. Yes, I would like to listen to whoever has the next piece, and I will get something sure. ready. All right, y'all. I'll I'll put one out there right quick because I'm just I'm Don't just ready to cut. I'm Anthony Arnold. Yeah, I'll put one out there right quick. I'm getting ready to to, to to turn in anyway. But um piece I got for you guys is called Weapons of Black Destruction. All right, the mic is all yours. Go for it. Another black man has fallen, his life taken before its time. Why was he slaughtered? Why was he lynched? Guns, tasers, and nightclubs, seven-on-one punched and kicked. A melanin king incarcerated, a queen slammed to the ground. To exist is to wonder, why us? Why were we chosen to suffer the injustice? Because we look unlike None other. It matters not who is profiled. If you are black, you are seen as a threat. Academics have studied it. One phone call proved it. Today, if we protest, we are unpatriotic. We are sons of bitches, ungrateful thugs. Just shut up and play. Just leave the country. Meanwhile, in the seat of power, armed with incendiary words, he empowers those who would wipe us from the face of the earth. Weapons of black destruction, not just guns, tasers, and nightclubs, but Facebook and Twitter and a person that just doesn't get it and really doesn't care. That's that piece. Thank you. Thank wow. you for sharing. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Wow. Very good. Nice. <laughs> We done changed page again. Wow. Just something to think about. Thank you. Wow. So. Uh, all right, folks. I have to bid y'all adieu. Thank you for having me. I Thank had you for showing. 
We have to do this again, guys. This has really been really chill. And I really thank you for stopping past and listening to my pieces and, and everyone else's pieces. And it's it's been a blast. I mean, I haven't done this in a long time. And it almost well, like, after a while, you're right. You're like family. I don't got so relaxed. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I haven't even talked to my mom as much as I've talked to y'all tonight. I have really had a great, great time. Um, Becky, 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 I'm sorry. Are you saying? Are you saying if you do this again, please hit me up and yeah. let me know. I sure will. Uh, okay, most definitely. Um, did Kentucky find a piece yet? Oh, yeah. I didn't catch the name. Oh, uh, my name is Philip. Hi, Philip. Yes. Yeah, I have a piece. If, uh, if, if you're ready for it, yeah, I, I'll, it's a short one. Yes, the mic is all yours. <clears throat> okay. Um, the title, Therapy Session. 127, a frank admission from the past. Oh, okay. I am only carnal anymore when sometimes I happen upon some dreamt beauty, an amalgam left over from those coming-of-age fantasies released unobserved in sleep. And begrudgingly, dearest mother, shamelessly garbed in her, tuck me into bed, semi-transparent, silver nightgown, titillating outlines of her every alluring feminine iota. The same one that now reminds me of Mercury, so temptingly gorgeous, but nonetheless poison. And that's it. Okay. That's all it needs to be. Right, exactly. Um, uh, baby, let me ask you a question. Yes, sure. um, um, what does begrudgingly mean? <laughs> begrudgingly? Begrudgingly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, to have a grudge against someone and begrudgingly, I suppose it's an older, older-fashioned spelling of it, begrudge somebody. So in this case, I'm begrudging some baby things that shouldn't have happened when I was a child, being tucked into bed, etc. So... Okay. Okay. I've never used that word, and that's my word for the day. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Is it awesome? I will use it at least 20 times in the next 24 hours. Get <laughs> ready, Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as he Philip, one of his favorite words that he got for me uh, about a month or so ago was this is genuine. I hate when a person is disingenuous. Like, when you are fake, and it's one of my favorite words. When a person is disingenuous, yeah. Yes, yes. And and as long as nobody begrudges me for, you know, uh, sharing this new word of the day, uh, I'm, I'm touched, I'm honored. So thank you for watching. I'm so glad you came through because he just hit me a few minutes ago and was like, oh, so talk to you. And he hit me, he, he ran the number, and I was like, yes. And I, then I gave him the access code. So I was like, I know he's calling because he would not be asking if he's not calling in. We cannot go off the air until this man gets through because every okay. now and then we get lucky and we get a last-minute poet who wants to come and spit a piece, and it's just a just a thrill. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> we'll just stick around a little longer. <laughs> now, everybody, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody who knows, any show that the, the desire does, 
when we get to when we get to it's time for the beginning to end, we have what we call Desire's Last Dance. And Desire's Last Dance is her theme song. So with yes. that, we'll be winding this down and we'll be playing it. And at the end of the song, we'll be shutting it down. So Desire, do you have anything to say before we go to your last dance? Well, um, I thought we were trying to wait for this one particular person who's trying to get through. You just and heard him. Huh? Oh, that was you just heard him. Oh, was the caller that we were waiting for? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I didn't mean to say it begrudgingly, but you know. Nineteen <laughs> times to go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't want him to not make it in, and he has made it. So okay. And it was, it was no. not begrudgingly. We were happy. I will tell you this. <laughs> my journal that tonight has been another one for the record. Well, something supposed to be. A uh, what was it? I, I think I learned about this show exactly ten seconds or maybe fifteen seconds before I knew that we went on the air. Like, um, wait a minute! It was like any this warning. Huh? He didn't give us any warning. No warning. <laughs> for something for something with such short warning or short preparation, we did great, and it was such a great turnout. I am very, very touched that people just want to come and hang out with me and 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 just learn. And I'm learning you all as you learn me. And I'm and I am floored. This is this should be just the slumber party. The night was some of the after party, but this is just more like a slumber party. I just want you to come and chill, be real, because I'm gonna be real all the time. I'm me all inside, outside of church and work, and not at work. I'm, I love weed, so I'm a little little listed right now. I've been smoking as long as I've been talking to y'all. So I'm pass little, it along. Pass it along. You know, puff, puff, pass. Oh, you know yeah. Maybe I could go with one of you. We'll see. I, I would, but it's his spirit. Here it comes. But, see, that's <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> but, guys, it's been a blast. Has anybody in here... One, have anything to say when the next show coming up, what they have to promote, throw it out there. You know, I'm I'm hopefully, I'm, I'm scheduled for Friday for Dark Desires. Um, it's more like what's what we're doing right now. And who knows, who might have another prompt to Dark Desires. I don't know when Randy might ambush us again. So, right. <laughs> so Absolutely. does anybody Absolutely. have anything to say? Any kind of plug before we get yeah. out of here? Sure. Um, tomorrow, well, later later on tonight, uh, 9 p.m., here on Epiphany Radio, Inspiration oh, okay. Factory, uh, myself and uh, Divine Inspiration, Paul Sampson, and Chantel Archibald will be doing inspirational poetry. So, everybody, please come on through. So, Dina Storm is part of the Epiphany family. I will be in the building to support my brothers and my sister as well. Although I um, am part of the Sky Vision Network, it doesn't mean that I can't support the family that, you know, brought me into the spoken word community and made this poetry of mine and my freestyling ability um, global. So I appreciate them for the support, and I will continue to support, and we'll be in the building. So we will see you, uh, obviously, in a few hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I'm not much 
we're going to show up and show out. You so, know, like, it's one love, actually one money. Have, uh, we, we, actually just have, uh, we actually have uh, Kimbrella Renee. Um, I love Kimbrella like, like family, right? So there's no way I can miss her feature. And Absolutely. like I said, we will be in the building. Um, Storm's Cadence and Desire always come tags along, comes along for the ride. You so, know it. King's Cadence and I will be in the building. D.C. Chicago Connection will be doing our thing. We'll come through. Uh, My Smooth Groove Show will be on Tuesday night here on Sky Vision Network. Uh, yeah. what, what's, the thing, what's the thing, baby, on Tuesday we're doing duets? Uh, shall we do it? Yeah, shall we do it? All collabs. All collabs. Absolutely. So, um, you know, of course, my partner in crime <laughs> is King's Cadence, so we're going to do our storm cadence that we always do. And it's going to be a fun night as and, always. And we meet with me and um, King Cadence might have a surprise for you, too. Hey, we just, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's gonna end. And Legendary and I might have a surprise, so, you know, right. we never know. Right. You never know. <laughs> We talked about it earlier, so I love the battle of the freestyles. That's always a good thing. So two freestylers together is never a bad thing. You never know what to expect because we don't know what we're going to spit. You know it. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Desire, and thank you, King's Kate, for putting this together, throwing together a flyer last minute, um, Desire for hosting the show. And it's Everybody came out. We have enjoyed ourselves immensely. Um, I, I, I feel energized. I feel youthful. I feel like I've purged and released. I want to thank, even though she's left already, Sylvia Blaylock for coming through and showing love. Legendary yeah. for coming through and showing love. IG, even though she's probably listening but not speaking, for coming through. Anthony Arnold for the love. Philip for just, you know, seeing the flyer last minute in the middle of the freaking night. Who does that? <laughs> Coming through. Yeah. Yeah. The real. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what about. Absolutely. It, it's always, it's, it's one love, it's one mic. It doesn't matter whose family you belong to, if you don't belong to a family, if um, you just love spoken word like we do. You know, it's that's what Come it's share. all about. Come share. Absolutely. Are you ready, Desire? Yes, I am. And now, it is Desire's last dance.
Vision Network. It's Jaina Storm. It's Desire. It's King's Cadence. Um, and we definitely appreciate everybody coming out. So um, we will definitely catch you next time. Uh, this Tuesday night. 
um, this Friday night. Um, it's going to be hot, and we'll be hitting you with the new flyers and everything. So, so thank you all for coming out, and it is good night. Skyfish. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.